Welcome back to the Quip It Podcast. It's a brand new week here on the show. And of course, I'm not joined by Ethan this week as he is on vacation and will be on vacation for, I believe, another two episodes. So we'll just be doing some splash and goes. If you don't know what a splash and goes, we did a little bit of it a couple months ago where it's just about a 25 minute episode. Nothing long. We just go over the basic stuff. So next couple of weeks, I'll be just doing some splash and goes, which will cover we'll recap races, we'll preview races, and we'll talk about some little news if any news happens during the week. I just want to say before we begin that this is my second time recording this podcast. Hopefully this this one works because the last one I recorded, the whole audio got all messed up. I don't know how, but you couldn't hear me speaking. So let's hope that this works. This is my first time doing recording a certain way. So hopefully it works and I fix the problem. I also want to quickly mention that last Thursday, which was the day the last week's podcast went live, that it was our one-year anniversary of the podcast. It was our one year ago from that date we re- released our first ever podcast, and uh, we it was, it's been a great year, and uh, we have no reason to stop now, and we'll continue, and hopefully have better things for you guys. So I want to thank you guys for all the support. With that being said, let's get into the recap segment of this week's podcast, where we'll be recapping this past weekend's race at Sonoma, and it was a very interesting race, as uh, Kyle Larson went back-to-back races, Kyle Larson, really not known for a road road racer, uh, get, gets a gets a win um, at Sonoma, which I don't think anybody really thought it would happen, but before we talk about Kyle Larson and the Rex, let's get into the top 10. Come in 10th is a 12-car Ryan Blay, another good run for that team, as we mentioned last week, that he could be a sneaky pick to win and he of course gets a top 10 coming in ninth is the 48 car of alex bowman just another top 10 for that team i believe this is four straight races that he has a top 10 ever since coming off that dover win a couple weeks ago coming in eighth denny hamlin another top 10 for this team he just seems to be getting top 10s week in and week out um fantastic run um i know in the point standing his uh lead is shrinking as uh kyle larson is uh, under 50, point, 50 points away, which is still a lot, but um, it, it's, it has been shrinking. Coming in seventh, Ross Chastain. I got to give credit to Ethan. He did mention this on last week's podcast that Ross Chastain could be a sneaky pick, and uh, of course he wins. Uh, I mean, doesn't win. Uh, he gets a top 10, but just on, just another great run for him. I feel like he's been doing so good on road course races. He's been shocking the world, NASCAR world about it. Um, his road course run. So, great run for uh, for the 42 team. Coming in six is his teammate, Kurt Busch. Man, Chip Ganassi Racing really needed this race. as they, Both cars get a top 10, Kurt Busch in six, and they've just been struggling. Um, last week in the Coke 600, they both have problems, and their days are pretty much done before they even can begin. Again, the top five here. Coming in fifth is a f- 18 car of Kyle Busch. Another top five for him gets a... I believe this is two weeks in a row. Um, could be a little bit more. I'm not completely sure. But another great run for that team and uh, just getting getting good points. Coming fourth is the 22 car of Joey Logano. Another really good run for that team. I feel like um, they, they weren't, of course, they weren't there for the win. But if anything did happen for the top three, he would be right there to pounce. Coming in third is Ethan's pick, Martin Truex Jr. And... Um, Ethan's picked Martin Truex Jr. the past three weeks, and he has not won, um, but uh, he gets another top top five finish right there in third. Um, Martin Truex Jr. is known for a good road racer. Just cannot get 
pull this one off as he finishes third. Coming second is the HMS driver for of Chase Elliott. Another top two. Uh, just very good. Um, we all know him as a great run, road racer. And uh, uh, his teammate who won the race, Kyle Larson, shocked the world and won at a road course. Not known for being a good road, road, road race racer, as me and Ethan didn't even mention him in last week's podcast on Ones to Watch. So um, very, very surprising that he won. But he was the fastest car on the track all day. Short run, long run, medium run. It did not matter. He was the top, the best car on track by a lot as he just was storming by everybody he uh of course won both stages stage one and stage two this marks his second win in the past two weeks come off the coke 600 win and i don't know who's gonna stop carl arson and stop hms as a whole as three of their four drivers get a top 10 with william byron having his first dnf of the, of the year um which we'll get into that accident in a bit here but HMS is just hitting on all cylinders, and uh, I don't know who's gonna st- who's gonna stop them. The only one I can see kind of competing for them is Gibbs, um, with Hamlin, Truex, and Bush. As Christopher Bell has just been struggling a couple weeks now. I don't even know where he finished. He finished twenty fourth, so just a t- bad run for him. He was involved in a wreck, but I think everybody was involved in a wreck. I feel like everybody outside the top five had a good amount of damage damage on their cars as. Um, you could kind of see on the last couple of restarts after those wrecks. So that's your top 10. We'll go over some of the wrecks that happened. The first stage um, went clean. There was a competition caution about midway through. Um, two different strategies. Some came in and pitted before competition caution. Some came at the competition caution and pitted. But two different strategies. They both worked and didn't work. Uh, there really wasn't a major strategy that won the race. But um, first first caution, first caution when... Uh, First stage went caution free besides that competition caution. And then the second stage, the first half went clean. And about with nine to go in the stage, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on the 47 car hits the wall hard, um, coming out of, I believe it was turn one, and hitting the wall hard and going into the dirt. The caution comes out. Um, Stenhouse Day is done. Um, just unfortunate. They had to throw the caution as the wall bent in. Ricky Ray Sanchez Jr. finished last in 37th place with an engine problem as that whole car was just destroyed hitting the wall. And then the rest of the second stage went pretty, pretty much clean. Um, Kyle Larson wins the second stage as long as he won the first stage. This is the second race in the road that he's won all the stages. Um, so he won stage two. Um, and in stage three, about, about the first half went pretty clean, and then the wreck started to happen. It started with a Quinn Half um, stalling, I guess, engine problem as he just stopped, stopped on the, just stopped, um, um, he went, oh, he finished 36, and it was a rear gear problem, um, for Quinn Half as he just kind of stopped on a little back road, access road, I guess you could call it, and the caution had come out as he, um, stalled out. That brought out the caution, um, and then, you know what they say, cautions bring cautions, and then coming, and then about, I guess you could say, a couple laps later, um, I believe it was, um, I'm gonna have to check here, but I can't remember off the top of my head which one came first, but, uh, yes, so the William Byron accident, which, um, was a little weird as Ross Chastain tried dive bomb Corey LaJoy, there was no room for Ross Chastain to get, get underneath him, then there was a stack up, um, Corey LaJoy spun, Ross Chastain spun, Kevin Harvick, Slammed into the back of um, Corey LaJoy. 
and then William Byron slid in the back of Kevin Harvick, and Alex Bowman slid in the back of his teammate William Byron. Um, Alex Bowman was able to continue, so was Ross Chastain. Those two drivers both get top tens, but um, William Byron not so lucky. He gets a DNF, finishes thirty fifth, um, first DNF of the year, which is pretty shocking. Um, and then I believe, yeah, the four car was able to continue. Somehow finishes 22nd as his car was just destroyed. And um, I guess you could call that kind of a victory for that four team finishing 22nd as that could have been a lot worse. Um, Corey LaJoy was also in the accident and he finished 18th. A great run for that Spire team. Um, they really well could have got a top 10 um, if that didn't happen. Rasha St. Bob Dome dove bomb him and Ross Chastain finished seventh and this is where a little controversy came up Ross Chastain spun it was this whole accident was in that hairpin turn going to the last turn going to the line and Ross Chastain spun and he stormed off and cut the corner he cut the corner clearly gaining positions as he gained a good probably six seven spots and uh even Fox mentioned it was like Hey, is is Rasha Singh clearly cut the corner? What does NASCAR think about it? And NASCAR said he didn't. Um, everything was fine. He didn't gain any positions, but he clearly gained positions. Um, I guess it's lucky for Rasha Singh, but um, unfortunate for other drivers that he passed under under um, as he got wrecked. So interesting there. Um, but um, NASCAR needs to be better watching that and seeing that he clearly cut the corner and gained positions. But that was that first uh, second accident. And then, as I said, cautions bring cautions. And uh, just a couple laps later, uh, Ryan Priest spins into the dirt. Don't know if he had help from Matt Vedetta, who was behind him. He couldn't, didn't really have a good camera angle of it. But Ryan Priest drove, drives back onto the track, and Cody Ware has nowhere to go. And Cody Ware hits him. Cody Ware like destroys his right front area, right front tire. He gets stuck against the wall, has the caution comes out. They have to tow Cody Ware's car off the track. And to begin with, you would think, oh, no, what did Cody Ware do? Um, is this his fault? And it was not his fault. It was just unfortunate. Ryan Priest pulls out. Um, unfortunate for Cody Ware. Um, was not was not his fault. And then there was one more caution where it was a log jam. They were coming, it was, I believe, the lap right after the uh, caution came in. And on that restart lap, um, about Bowman was pushing. I forget who exactly, but... They were pushing. I don't know if Bowman was getting pushed from behind either. It was just a stack of They're racing hard for positions near the end of the race. They all kind of get into each other. The 20 gets into the 38. The 38 of Anthony Alfredo was having a great run to begin um, before this accident as he was just um, had a good top 10 um, use strategy to his advantage. And um, I thought he was going to be able to get a good top 10 first of his career in the Cup Series. But he was... Uh, unfortunately stalled out uh was able to get it going but NASCAR threw the caution which was a little interesting but uh the caution came out and then I believe that was it yes um there was no more cautions from there um as it was just an overtime finish um to be um bumping and banging and Michael McDowell did not get a top 10 because I did not bet on him getting a top 10 see what I mean if I bet on Michael McDowell that he's not gonna get a top 10 you'll get a top 10 if I don't bet he won't get a top 10 as Michael Medell actually had a top 10, um, his sixth top 10 in line. And it uh, uh, looks like he's, uh, they just had a replay of it today, actually, which is Tuesday on NASCAR's Instagram because Fox didn't point it out. Um, uh, 
Michael McDowell squeezed squeezed Suarez, Daniel Suarez to the out outer Daniel Suarez went off into the grass. Well dirt I guess you could call it because Sonoma doesn't have grass, it's just dirt because uh, of the California heat. But uh and then Suarez kind of was fighting with McDowell, they're bumping, McDowell goes off track, Hamlin, Bowman pass him to get into the top ten and um with Bowman finishing ninth. Anthony Alfredo, as I did mention, was had a good top ten in line. He finished where did he finish at? Oh, he finished all the way at thirty first, so I guess he had some serious damage, but um had a really good run going. A couple other finishers I would like to mention. James Davison finishes twenty fifth, which I think is pretty cool. Scott Heckert finishes twenty sixth in the seventy eight car. Um Ben Rhodes in his uh debut, who's a known truck driver, finishes thirtieth. Um Everybody into the top 10 was pretty good. Eric Jones finishes 11th. Swerves, as I say, was involved. The wreck finishes 12th. And Michael McDowell got the worst of that damage and finished all the way back in 28th. So just some unfortunate racing there as they were all racing for positions to get um, positions on each other. So that will re- that will be the recap part of this week's podcast for Sonoma. We're just going to hop right into it. There's going to be no segments because it will be easier for editing for me as I'm kind of a noob at editing but um we'll go right into the all-star preview um if you can hear rain i'm sorry because it just started dumping here rain but uh, we'll get into the all-star preview yes the all-star race is this weekend and it's at texas motor speedway which is interesting um last year of the pandemic of a course got um it got scheduled to be at bristol of course chase elliott won that and that was his first all-star race um uh, so it's gonna be at texas motor speedway it's been famously known to be at charlotte um but it will be at Texas Motor Speedway this year. Uh, to get into the All-Star Race, you have to qualify. Either There's a couple of requirements you can meet to get in. You have to be a former former uh, All-Star Race winner. You have to have a win this year or after the All-Star Race from last year. You have to be a playoff driver. And the next two, I don't know for sure. Don't uh, hold me on this. But I think you, if you want a bush pole, you could be in. And if you want a stage, you could be in. Um not quite sure, but um, those are two that I think is true, but I'm not sure. So, as I said, it is at Texas Motor Speedway. It's the first ever all-star race at Texas Motor Speedway. And under the lights, I don't know if they're putting the numbers back on the car. I hope they don't, but um, I hope they c- it's just going to be a great race for the fans and for the drivers. They have fun. Um, of course, I didn't mention this, but if you're not, if you don't qualify for the last race, you have to race in the open race, which is about two hours before, I believe, at five or six o'clock on Sunday night. Um, and it, there's two stages, and two stages. If you win a stage, you're you're locked in. You get to race in the race in the all-star race. If you win the race, you get in to the all-star race, and you have a fan vote, and the uh, fans uh, will vote for someone, and that driver can also be in the all-star race. That will be about two hours before the actual race starts. And then the race will be, I believe, at... Um, let me look up this real quick, as I'm not quite sure um, what time exactly it is. Okay, so the open race to get in will be at 6, six o'clock that evening. And the actual off race will be at 8 o'clock. They will both be on FS1, not Fox, FS1. The open race will be 50 laps, 75 miles, and the main event will be 100 laps, 150 miles. This is not a points-paying race, so you cannot 
you cannot get points off from this race. There's no uh, there's no stage wins or playoff points if you win. Um, but if you do win, you get a million dollars. This is one of the big things, and this is always the fun thing to watch coming down to the last 15, 20, 10 laps, somewhere in there. How aggressive are these guys going to be? Are they going to be putting bumpers on each other? Are they going to – what are they going to do? Are they going to – if there's racing or teammate for the winner, are they going to dump their teammate? What are they going to do? How aggressive are you going to be for a million dollars? A million dollars is a lot of money, and it, it's – and for some drivers, it's more – you get to – like, it's bragging rights. Um, Kyle Larson won a couple years ago at Charlotte, um, and you can just see his – how how excited he was for winning it. I posted a uh, uh, Twitter – post and I said what would you do with a million dollars I posted this back on Monday you're listening on Thursday so go back to Monday Monday evening I posted it um and respond to that what would you do for with a million dollars I think it's a really interesting question I don't know what some of these drivers will do uh that have one would do with a million dollars but um I always like to see how how far will they go for a million dollars um and that's the point of the all-star race uh you're some of the best drivers, talented drivers in the world, and you're gonna you're gonna race for a million dollars. Like no no points. It's not it's not a it's a business still, but uh, you're not racing for a, a like a Cup Series championship. You're racing for a million dollars. So that will be fun to watch. Um, we'll get into picks here. My pick this week is the one and only 48 car Alex Bowman. I'm totally not being biased, but um, uh, maybe a little bit, but I really hope Alex will win with the million dollars. Um, not being biased, just I have a feeling that he can win. Ethan's pick, Ethan's not here, so he can't say it himself, but he's going with Kurt Busch, which I think is a little interesting that he's going with Kurt Busch, and I I, I said, I texted him, uh, I guess yesterday, I said, who, who's your pick for the All-Star race, and he says, Kurt Busch for no reason whatsoever, so maybe he just has a gut feeling, uh, maybe he thinks Kurt Busch has momentum from coming off the top 10 at Sonoma, but Chip Ganassi's uh, racing has not been really good, especially in ovals, it feels like. Um, the last time they were on an oval at Charlotte, they had a uh, they had a problem. So I don't, I don't really know why, but I guess Ethan just kind of has a gut feeling that Kurt Busch will win. And uh should be interesting. Um, if Kurt Busch wins, then Ethan, I cannot, I would not guess uh, Kurt Busch winning. But Kurt Busch does seem to have... Uh, win at some big big spots like the playoffs last year at Kansas. But we'll go to series pick now. Series pick's another really interesting pick. She's going with Matt Benedetto, uh the 21 car for Wood Brothers Racing. That would be funny if Matt Benedetto got his first win and it wasn't on a points-paying race and was on the All-Star race for a million dollars. Um, I would I would wonder to think, like, I would if he wins and uh, Jamie Little's there and he would interview him after the race and he, she asked, well... Would you rather have a million dollars as your first Cup Series win or rather win and get into, like, a playoff spot or something like that? So that would just be funny, be really ironic, but um, it should be fun to watch the All-Star race. I love when it gets to the last 15 laps and it's, you put everything on the line to get a million dollars. It's under the lights, as I said. As you've known from now, if you've been listening for a while, I love under-the-night racing. I think it's some of the best racing you'll see all year as um, it always seems like you see the – um, you see the, what's it called, sparks coming out underneath the car, you see the lights shining off the paint scheme, um, I just, I just love, love watching night racing, um, some of the best racing you can watch. Well, with that being said, that's the preview for, well, that's a recap for this, that's 
last weekend's race at Sonoma um, in the preview of the 2021 All-Star Race at Texas Motor Speedway. Um, I hope you guys did enjoy this podcast. If you, I am going to be recording the podcast for the next two weeks by myself, so if you have any, any comments or suggestions I could do better on the recording side and the editing side, go, go over to our Discord and let me know. Uh, just tag me and I will... Try to do a little bit better. Cut me some slack if the recording's a little off. If I stuttered a little bit, um, if the, or if the editing's just a little, little, not to not to par with Ethan's editing, which it won't be because Ethan, Ethan's editing is on point, and mine's just this is my first podcast editing. So, um, hopefully, I can do all right and hold my own. But, um, thank you guys for listening. Go follow us on Twitter. We're actually doing a giveaway over on Twitter where, um, I'll repost the Twitter, but uh, tweet about it, but. You just have to enter. There's no, we don't need to re- meet a requirement on followers. You just need to enter. All you need to do to enter is follow us, like that tweet, retweet the tweet, and tag one friend in the comment section, and you will automatically be entered. I can't remember exactly what date we'll be picking the winner, but um, it's on the on the Twitter post. So um, go over there, enter the po- enter. You have a chance to win a 164 diecast car of your of your choice. So uh, um, there's no reason not to do it. It's a free car if you win. So. Go over there, drop a follow, do enter that giveaway. It's it's a no brainer. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. It's been a little weird without Ethan here. Hopefully, uh, it's all right. Go follow us on Twitter, join the Discord, and I will see you guys next week on the Quitbit Podcast. Thank you guys for listening.